Hey, what's up, y'all? This is Kelly Clarkson, and this is Missing to Podcast. The Kelly Clarkson Fan Podcast. Talking all things Kelly and to you. Here is Jeremy and Pam. Welcome to a very special edition of Missing to Podcast, the Kelly Clarkson Fan Podcast. As she said, I'm Jeremy. And my name is Pam. And yes, as Jeremy just said, very special edition. We are going to be doing a collaborative episode with two lovely, lovely people. You might have seen them in the Mine Kellyoki reaction video, along with the two of us. Yes. Um, they are Matt and Matt, a.k.a. Two Gay Mats. <laughs> yes. They- I love that name. <laughs> oh, my gosh. They were so much fun. First of all, uh, we sort of first, quote unquote, met them. Uh, in the mine reaction video, and we've been kind of following their their exploits ever since. Uh, we actually ran into them at the Belasco Theater, but it was kind of like ships in the night. We didn't really stop to talk to each other, but we saw each other as we passed, and we meant to get together and talk. And then we started talking over uh, socials and and email, and we're like, we got to get together and do an episode. And after weeks and weeks and weeks of trying to get together, we finally were able to make our calendars all converge onto the same time and date and here we are uh releasing our very special episode and what's great about it is that not only are you be able to hear this episode on our channel but you're also able to hear it on two gay mats channel both their audio podcast and their youtube channel so you get to see it in all see it and hear it in all different kinds of ways so you can listen to it here first and then go to their youtube channel and watch it there get the sort of double your pleasure, double your fun sort of thing. You guys are in for a treat. They are so awesome to talk with. We spoke about the chemistry album. We spoke about the chemistry promo cycle, the Belasco show, and so much more. And I I adore them. And this is one of my favorite interviews we've done recently. So without further ado, here's our collaborative episode with two gay mats. Hi. <laughs> oh, hey. What are Hi, you guys. Saying? Oh, this- uh, well, I know. Is there an intro? I, I mean, we could do an intro separately, but this is Matt Palmer and Matt Steele of Two Gay Mats, and we're here with Jeremy and Pam from the Miss Into Podcast, the number hey. one Kelly Clarkson fan podcast ever. They know way more than Hi, any of us will ever know. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> they, they will put us to shame. So, I, well, no. we, we never do that. Yeah. Never do that. But, guys, I'm so excited to meet you guys for many reasons, but we were also very fortunate. We were all in the mine reaction video yes. for the Kelly Yogi, and I did not know who you guys were. And then once I saw, I was like, who are two gay mats? And then I went on your YouTube channel. I'm like, they're so much fun. Aww. So I'm so excited when you guys like reached out for us to do this collaborative episode. I was like, Jeremy, we have to do this. They're awesome. Yeah. So thank you guys for doing that. Oh, my gosh. Thank you so much for having us. I was such a big fan of everything you guys were doing and then when I saw that Kelly was on your show the other week I was like this is the coolest thing in the world so I was so happy for you having not even met you yet so just congratulations again on that yeah well no, thank you very much you so much and it's an exciting time for us because we're we have been anticipating this album for like it was our most anticipated album of the year for going sure. yeah. into the year and obviously this is a huge time for you guys because your podcast is dedicated to Kelly Clarkson so it's it's very busy era for both of us but more so for you I, I will give you all the credit <laughs> totally. like you are putting in the legwork well, right I, I mean, I'll say it was a couple of uh, lean years there when we started the podcast in, in August of 2020. Mm-hmm. There wasn't a whole lot to talk about. We just had to qu- kind of talk about the past because we didn't know 
where anything was going because we were in the middle of COVID and we right. were just doing this to have something to do to kind of let off some steam and let off some creative energy. And thankfully, you know, we got a Christmas record to talk about and then we had the Kelly Oki CD. And then when we started to hear the rumors about a new album coming, we thought, okay, we are finally going to get to do what this podcast was always meant to do. And the experience of this album for us, just as big fans and as a, as a podcast, has surpassed my wildest expectations. I, I did not imagine being a part of and experiencing the things that we have gotten to experience leading up to the release of this album. And then on top of it, it's just an absolutely breathtaking album. It's just been just one win after another, it feels like. Totally. Well, Kelly's also very good at acknowledging the fandom of it all, I feel. Yeah. You know, like she wants to be involved. And so I feel like she has her people go out there and be like, hey, you know, work with this album and, and, and tell everyone about it and everything. So like her her team is, is has also been wonderful. We, you know, have met a few of them and they're wonderful people and, and they love her. So that kind of also probably goes to show how great she is as a boss. Right. Yeah. You know? Yeah, because I mean I'm there are so many artists out there, no matter if they're as big as Kelly or if they're a lot smaller, where their teams seem like untouchable. Totally. Mm. And that is not the case for her. I mean, her she surrounds herself with a, a amazing team. Even when, like, back, like, we're talking, like, 15 years ago, back when, like, mm-hmm. Twitter was first starting, her and her team were so interactive with fans online. And that was only the, just the surface, you know. And then it's just grown and grown and grown. And now we've seen that, like, Atlantic Records, even with this, this album era, they have done so much interaction with fans on Twitter with all the teasing you know, with influencers, just mm-hmm. with all different mediums, they're getting so creative with how they want to promote her music and reach out to people who really care about her, not just exactly. your standard media outlets. So. Yeah. And and it also was a reflection on just like how relatable she is. Like yeah. she, and I mean, that's why we voted for her to be our American <laughs> Idol. Like she is the relatable pop star of the time. Yeah. Absolutely. You know? She yeah, is that was, us. That was the whole reason why I fell in love with her as an artist and as a person is because we did get to see her literally become just one of us become this mega star. And we all had so much invested in her because we got to literally see her from the beginning. And now it's just kind of like that person you went to high school with or whatever. You're just like, you know what? I am so proud of her for like, she's still doing her thing, man. She's still succeeding and good for her. And I'm going to continue to support her every time because she's just She's one of us, and I still feel that way, you know, regardless of how many ranches and four-wheelers and millions of dollars she has, I'm still going to support that girl like she's the girl next door. Oh, Absolutely. yeah. It's like she goes through a divorce, I go through a divorce. Like, <laughs> right. We yes. all went yes. through this we divorce. All yes. Yes. Yeah. And I will say for those years that right when you guys were starting the podcast, when it felt like things were a little lean, I was like, I remember when she'd be on the talk show and saying, like, you know what? I don't even know if I'm going to put out this record. I remember she had the chicks on and they had just put out an album kind of relating to their divorce processes, it felt like. And I was like, no, please, please put it out. And I'm glad she only put out the songs that she was comfortable with. But I also am like, the fact that it was such a long wait, I felt like built up so much pressure. I was like, okay, this better be exceptional. And luckily for all of us, it really is. It's like... I am no actor. And so if I was online listening to a song and it wasn't good, I'd be like, I didn't love that. But there were so many incredible songs. And that's why it was so great to go to the Belasco when we were, we all were there and first heard these tracks. It was like, oh, no, this is 
seriously excellent. Like this isn't just, I don't know. You, you always wonder about albums like this where it's like, I don't want to put everything out there because it might be too personal. But even with that caveat, we got a lot of personal stuff, a lot of really sonically engaging stuff. And in the past like weeks, I have literally just played it on loop over and over. I've thrown in the new Olivia Rodrigo single every once in a while. <laughs> but then I'm just like, okay, back to skip this part. Like it's time to start over. And I'm, I'm just so happy. And it was such a unique experience going to the Belasco show for a second. I don't know about you guys, but like I have never been to a concert where I didn't know 85% of the music and no one in the room knew it for that fact. Like Mm -hmm. what a weird and awesome experience it was for all of us that were there. Like there were really no expectations. It was just like, okay, this is the quote unquote divorce album. It's coming out. We know two songs from it and that's it. And the two songs that we heard, Mine and Me, are incredible, but it's it's what I think is special about the album is no songs sound the same. So it's not like this was like, okay, this is what most of the songs, this is, like, this is the uh, vibe we're going to be getting. There really was no, the vibe was everything. Right. So it was just such a cool thing, and you're right. It it was so such a waiting game, because mm-hmm. I feel like we were getting teases about it in 2020, 2021, and I'm like, Oh my god, it's already halfway through 2023 and we just got it now. Like we all like deserve a pat on the back for just holding on for so long. We really did. I we- know it makes me wonder like cuz I think she spoke a little bit about it in the concert like, "Oh, this song was was done years ago or this I wonder what was like the most recent edition." Oh, yeah, it. I don't know. Like that's a good question. Has she ever spoken about that? She like, said what song? the first song was, but I don't know about the most I don't remember the most recent. The first song she wrote, I believe, was Down to You. Mm-hmm. Okay, but I don't know about the most recent one, Jeremy. Do you know? There's a part of me that's that wants to say it was either mine or me was one of the last songs that was recorded, but I could be completely wrong because I have listened to so many interviews and so many podcasts over the last like three weeks that all the information is just rattling around in my head. But I I want to say she has somewhere mentioned what the last song recorded for the record was and it was i mean not terribly long ago right and i i was the day that it had come out and the like days afterwards it was like i was listening to the album on loop but then i was like oh there's a new interview i need to pause the album to go listen to her on las culturistas or wherever it was yeah Yeah. and i really love how many interviewers seem to really know their shit with her this go round. it wasn't just like Let's talk about the light thing. And obviously she's such a good interviewee and like makes people comfortable and has it feel like a real conversation. But I want to shout out that Las Culturistas interview specifically because I felt like it was so um, respectful of the fact that the album was about this thing and they didn't try to dig in and get like salacious information. And I'm also a big Mariah fan. So the fact that they spent (laughs) 10 minutes talking about Mariah Carey (laughs) and Missy Most at Christmas Time like truly made my year. Because when I heard the Christmas record, I was like, wait, this Merry Christmas to the one I used to know does feel like a newer version of Missy Most at Christmas Time. And I don't know. It just was lovely to hear her talk about. Mariah's come up a couple times. She talked about side effects with um, Zane Lowe or something. I don't know. It just is been as a fan of both of these ladies it has been a, a great promo tour for me i will say like as much as i love her doing like the tv circuit because obviously like i mean i don't know maybe i don't know about nowadays because a lot of people don't have cable but typically like you know people have access to tv and people are going to watch the jimmy fallons and the seth myers right. or whatever and this was refreshing not that i you know I, no one loves the writer's strike we support them but like you yes. know they had a pivot obviously 
I am so happy they did the podcast circuit, and I'm not even including Jeremy and I in this. But I mean, we got so many like hour, two hour long interviews where people were actually versus a Jimmy Fallon, which I love him, but you're going to get maybe 10 minutes if you're lucky. Exactly. Back in the day, she would barely even do an interview and just sing. I mean, (laughs) it's almost new that she actually gets to do an interview on Jimmy Fallon. I'm not going to lie there, but... Uh, anyway, but the the podcast it was we learned so much more. She got way more personal. She got she was way more comfortable. Mm-hmm. It was a way more relaxed environment, and you can tell who were real fans. Like Matt, he clearly yeah. knew like some of Kelly's really deep cuts. Uh, like right. ready, like that's a really deep cut from two thousand nine. Like right, what? And who, no one's who knew what it was that. about? I Not had me. no idea that she's like, oh, that was like Irvine level depressed when I wrote that. I was like, wait, that song is so up tempo. I think of it so <laughs> happily in my yeah. mind, and that I like blew all of our minds when we my found mind that out. Blows. I was so shocked. There were some people out there who were like, oh, I knew. I'm like, okay, well, I clearly had no idea at all, but I'm <laughs> right. impressed. But yeah, no, I agree. I think her this this promo tour was definitely the most unique, and I think they did a really great job of booking like some of like the best podcasts glenn and doyle did you guys listen to oh my god it was like a therapy session i'm like great Mm -hmm. i have multiple therapy sessions this week (laughs) this one's free (laughs) and it it felt like if anyone was really going to touch closely into like the themes of the album that it seemed like a safe place to do so like that podcast makes sense more so than like if she were on jimmy fallon and just had that 10 minutes it's like you can't really go into the depth of emotion that went into this record and no one got super like intrusive and no one at and if they agree i don't think they did but if they did like i think she felt comfortable enough to like kind of you know go around the question and not really answer it and i think that she's a pro at that but it was a i I love these i actually still have a couple more to catch up on just because like it's hard to set aside an hour or two (laughs) totally (laughs) totally so okay question from the belasco show uh, were there any songs that your opinion of them changed hearing the live version versus hearing the recorded version? Because I will say, when I was at Belasco, I was like, okay, I think that High Road is good, um, but it's the lyrics are kind of coming so quickly that I'm not getting all of them. I don't fully get how it tied, I didn't get how it tied into the story of the album. And knowing that she was not a writer on it, it's like, oh, she's kind of covering this song that is uh, approximating her situation, but it's its own thing. But then when I heard the album version, I was like, oh, wait, <laughs> I was completely mm-hmm. wrong. I get it top to bottom just because it's in my headphones. I can hear the words so much more clearly. And as beautiful as she sounded, it's just it's a lot of words and it's a brand new song. Yeah. So I just didn't sink in like it did when I heard the album. I mean, I can't sure. speak for uh, for for Pam, but, you know, when we we did a, a rapid reaction episode, I mean, we literally left the Belasco and piled into a friend's hotel room around the block and immediately started recording and just vomited our thoughts about the entire show. <laughs> and even though the show was like an hour fresh in our minds, hardly any of us could remember the song Magic. Mm. And I remember thinking, is it is it a dud? Like, is, is, is it, not saying it's a bad song, but like, is it just not memorable? And... Now, having heard the album, Magic is, I mean, I don't want to say it's like my top five, but I like that song way much more, and it is obviously so much easier to remember now. So I think that Magic is probably my big song that sort of rose from the ashes because I literally, an hour after hearing it, 
couldn't give you one lyric from the song other than the word magic. I couldn't hum the <laughs> chorus. I couldn't do the That's melody. Funny. I couldn't tell you anything about that song. But now it's it's for my, for me, it's one of the better songs on the album. That's so funny because magic, after hearing it live, I was like, I remember so many of these lyrics. I remember so much of this melody. Like magic to me live. I, immediately I was like I love this song I also feel like I'm in a very romantic era of my life personally <laughs> I don't know I, and, and, and I'm single as hell so I don't know why but like to me manifest I, it I, exactly yeah exactly I'm very much manifesting the magic um, but I immediately just connected to magic I think the verses and pre-chorus are so fantastic and just mm -hmm. the etherealness of the chorus. And I love the fact that there's there's favorite kind of high, which, you know, is like I'm falling in love at the moment and everything and it's exciting. But then with magic, I feel like it's her older self, you know, obviously post-divorce, mm -hmm. you know, sort of talking to her younger self. And or talking to like a younger person, set, you know, telling them like, no, this is it. It might crash and burn it. Chances are there will be crashing and burning moments, but it's all, you know, so absolutely going to be worth it. I The lines I always remember were, you are worth the road to maybe, like mm -hmm. one of my favorite lines like on the album, because it's so simple. Like we're not going too deep with that, but it just feels so effective and impactful. Um, and I, I will uh, uh, chance my defeat, like all that stuff. I think just, I think the song is fantastic. I loved Magic. And I will say favorite kind of high is the song for me that when I heard it at the Belasco, I was kind of like, oh, this is fun. Like, this is, you know, cute and everything, but it it wasn't one of my favorites. But after hearing, you know, it in the album on repeat and everything, I'm like, oh, no, I, I understand why um, people really love this song so much and why a lot of people want it to be a single. Yeah. Do you want to hear one of my favorite conspiracy theories about yes. magic? Okay. Yes. I'm not saying I believe it, but I've seen a lot of Twitter stuff about it. So. But you're promoting it. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Um, so you're worth the road to maybe. So her, she has a song called Maybe from my mm. December. Mm -hmm. And there have been rumors circulating for years that it was actually about Brandon, her ex-husband. But that was what she had written it before they were together because like oh, the wow. timing didn't work out. I have no idea if there's any truth to that, but that is a rumor that's been going on in the fandom for years. So that lyric, like you were worth the, you know, the, the road oh. to that song. I have no idea that there's any truth to that, but it's interesting. It's definitely opened my mind a bit. She, I feel. Yeah. she, she drops a lot. Of, we can get into this in a minute, but like she drops a lot of other song titles from pre, which I'm sure you've got, you guys have picked up on, but yeah. very interesting, but Anyway, just wanted to mention I mean, that. <laughs> she she mentioned our favorite song being sober. Like yes! it's one of those songs. That, piece, like... piece by piece, Invincible, yes. there's a lot. Um, Absolutely. To answer your question though, so um I yeah, I didn't remember magic at all. I also have I have no memory of my mistake. I have no memory oh, of that being per performed at all. I'm sure it was, wow. but I have no memory of it whatsoever. <laughs> um and I, unfortunately where I was standing there was just like the speaker right in my face, which oh. is like, oh, great. No, I couldn't make out a lot of the words, which mm. is kind of a bummer, but whatever. It's like a first world problem. But anyway, my <laughs> point being, so skip this part, I think was probably the biggest surprise for me when I heard it on the album. I don't mm. know about anyone else because she did it completely acapella at right. Blasco. And then when you get to the, the studio version, 255, that key change with the vocal distortion, 
Right. Are you kidding me? It's wild. Are you kidding me? Like, Are I, you kidding, Kelly? I screamed when I first heard it. I mean, I was alone here, so I hope no one thought I was, like, dying or anything. I screamed. I'm like, Kelly Clarkson, what are you doing? It's so good. Like, we what thought, are you doing? We thought the... The, the key change in mine, when it gets to the bridge in mine, was drastic. And then you can right. skip this part. It's like, hold my beer. You know, like, <laughs> it was crazy. So that was a huge thing for me. And then totally. what else was there? I feel like there was one more. And I'm currently blanking on the track listing, of course. Um, <laughs> I know it happens. It, it happens. Yeah. Um, I don't. That was the main one, though. That was the yeah. main okay. one. Oh, and also Lighthouse. Because I feel like Lighthouse, mm. I really thought was just going to be like completely stripped down right and there was a lot of production on the album and i loved mm-hmm. both versions but i was really expecting like a very like stripped down almost like because of you kind of thing right and it was very epic sounding so i loved it no i feel like jeremy not to speak for you but you were very like oh yeah down to you is fine and then you told me a few weeks ago that you were you love it yeah no <laughs> i look i liked down to you at the show mm-hmm. really enjoyed the song and then just sort of dismissed it because I think, in, and th- I was sort of thinking about this as, as you three were talking, in that I think one of the things, at least, that I went into the Belasco show, I was waiting for the bangers and the petty lyrics. Those were the <laughs> two things that I was most looking forward to. And I think that I was so focused and so concentrated on that, that that's how I missed songs like Magic and to an extent, probably my mistake, which, by the way, was the third song she played that night. Uh, it was part of the orchestra quartet oh, okay. of songs. Yeah, I'm glad you remember I know. That. I didn't remember, I remember that. Yeah. I would have said third song. I think it was the third song. Yeah, because I knew it had the strings attached to it. But I, Because that's why I think songs like Favorite Kind of High, Red Flag Collector, uh, Rock Hudson, like I think that's the reason why those songs stuck with me more is because I was looking for the like, all right, I want like, kill him Kelly to come out and like you know I want to hear all these like really biting lyrics right and then we'll talk about the sweet and ethereal type of songs which I love Matt that you use the word ethereal to talk about magic because I think we use the exact same word in our own uh album review talking about that song and so couldn't agree more uh but yeah I apparently I was not quite on the down to you train right off the jump but once we heard the album I'm all in Oh, it's excellent. And I feel like even after getting the album, the track that's like risen the most in my rankings is Red Flag Collector. I <laughs> loved it immediately at the Velasco, but now I'm like, it's a, the thing is, it's got a Wild West thing. It has yep. trumpets. It has so much going on, but I'm like, I still want it to be a single. I don't care if like this doesn't sound like anything on the radio. It's so immediate. That chorus, I can't stop listening to it. I feel like people who are interested in the pettiness or like the lyrics that are really cutting get it here. But it also, I don't know, it feels unique enough that it could make a big statement. Yes, I think it, it, I think it absolutely should be a single, not just because it is so unique and it stands out so much, but also... And because it's so anthemic and like you can immediately sing along to it and it could have everyone singing in the damn streets. Right. But because there is that narrative to it. Right. Like, I mean, Miley Cyrus's Flowers was a massive hit this year, not just because it's a great song, but because of the narrative behind it. And yep. that got people talking about it. And so I feel like Red Flag Collector. Right. 
even though, you know, there might be mixed feelings about her being like, oh, this sort of petty song about how angry I am, my ex-husband, like, do I want this to be like a huge, massive hit that people are singing in the streets? I don't right. know how I feel about that. But like, it would be great. <laughs> like, it would. It, I think it could be a hit. And like, it's hilarious because that was the song that she had said that was like, every song was like, okay, this would be safe to put out. But this was the one song that was like a little risky for her to do. And right. she's like, we're just going to do it anyway. So that'd be really <laughs> funny if you heard it all, on all the like top 40 stations. Right. Oh, oh fingers crossed. Oh, those yeah. trumpets. I, I love those trumpets and just that chorus in the background <laughs> singing Honestly, in the back. Honestly, like watching the Belasco video back, because mm-hmm. that is on YouTube, it just, I smile so much. Like, exactly. it just brings you so much joy because everyone on that stage feels it and they are just so happy to be there and so happy to be performing that and getting that message out there. Guys, if whoever's watching this, <laughs> listening... Watch Red Flag Collector from the Belasco. You will yep. not yes. regret it one bit. Another thing, too, because uh, you mentioned you know, sort of the chorus of voices in the background. What I love about this song, there's so many different things that they did with this album on all the various different songs. But mm-hmm. this song in particular was one of the few times she got her entire band involved in this song. So that is the guys in the band doing the, you know, far, far away, uh, ride, ride along. Yeah, that's, that's Jocko on the whistle at the beginning. That's Jocko and Kyle and Lester on the, on the you know, the ride, ride along. Uh, just, and the, the production that Jason Halbert put together on that song of all the little, like, Western type of Easter eggs uh, that are just scattered all throughout that song are just, we're probably never going to fully hear every single little bit that's in there. I mean, it's just a really impressively constructed song Absolutely. with excellent lyrics. And just as a whole, it's just, it's fantastic. I'd love to hear it on the radio. And mostly because it doesn't sound like anything, anything. on, on right. top 40 radio, it will stick out so much. And honestly, I wonder if the people who know, because I mean, because we're fans, we're too close to it. Like we know right. the insides. And I mean, I can, I think I can speak safely for, for all four of us. But the average, you know, I kind of call them like the minivan mom listener who, you know, has like <laughs> stronger and since you've been gone on her workout right. playlist. And that's the extent she knows about Kelly Clarkson. She might also know that Kelly Clarkson went through a divorce and now she's got this like banger of a song, like just mm. going after her ex man on the radio. I think that's what a lot of people are actually expecting to hear. Right. At least once on this album. Why the hell not? Put it on the radio. Yeah, and it would make the minivan moms feel cool, like cool and badass. Yeah. You know, like it yeah. makes everyone just feel badass right. when they hear it. Yeah, you know, throw Every, every everybody's got right? a, a red flag they've collected from somebody. Like uh, everyone yeah. can relate to that. We can all relate. Unfortunately, yes. we yeah. Can. <laughs> and just like what you're talking about, the performance at the Blasco, you can tell the band and the background singers loved. Like we're having so much fun performing oh, yeah. this song that they have a great time doing it. It was one so. of those things. Like after the show, like I couldn't remember most of the lyrics like there were a few here and there but i walked away being like guys this is this is the song that everyone is going to be talking about when when it comes out and they did Mm -hmm. and they did it's so good i'm so glad that she put that out um but it's interesting because i feel like you know at the time we're doing this there's still Mm -hmm. not confirmation about what the official second single is right it's kind of implied that it's rock hudson from a few different angles and I, I don't know if they're doing it because of, like, the melody of it. Maybe the lyrics, but usually radio, it's usually melody. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I don't know if it's that. I don't know if it's the ode to piece by piece. I don't know if it's because there's a new Rock Hudson documentary out and they figure <laughs> right. it's like relevant. I have no idea. I'm like so curious what the reasoning is behind it because it's probably my probably my least favorite on the album, which is a hot mm. take. I I've had a lot of fans being like, "What?" I'm like, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's not bad. It's just my least favorite. But anyway, right. but like as we were saying, there's so many opportunities. There's so many single options. So I'm curious totally. what their thought process was behind doing like mine as the first one and then possibly right. Rock Hudson as because like I would have probably chosen neither. Not that I work in radio. Jerry yeah. does. But um <laughs> I would have gone with more with like a red flag collector, a down to you, a high yeah. road. So I don't know. Yeah, I assume I mean maybe this is a wrong assumption. I assume we're gonna hear down to you at some point being announced. We as have a to. It's just so Hope like so. it feels like red flag collector would be like a big swing and it's like, oh maybe this will work, maybe it won't. Down to you feels like very much like what people want of Kelly Clarkson, yes. but still an evolution of what she's done before. And like, I think the Gen Zers would like it. Yeah, come on. I know some young people. I'll play it for them. <laughs> I feel. Know some young <laughs> yeah, Rock Hudson. I love Rock Hudson. I Rock Hudson's in my top five, I would absolutely say, just because it feels the most classic Kelly. It like, does. It feels it does. the most in her body, like her comfort zone, like that chorus especially. Um, so that's why I kind of like it. It kind of gives me just like a warm feeling of coming home, um, <laughs> even though the song is not about that in the slightest. But, uh, you know, I, I I really love Rock Hudson, but I would definitely put that as a later single if I right. were to put that as a single. Mm-hmm. You know, in, you know in, in, in all music, there could be your favorite song. There could be the most amazing songs, mm-hmm. but it doesn't necessarily translate to like that's the best single choice. I think exactly. we can all agree on that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I'm actually I mean, surprised that that uh, I mean, no one's brought up favorite kind of high yet as far as you know a single here because for me that's that is the song that I think of when I think of Kelly Clarkson. I think of hmm. big anthemic songs that have a great beat that are just fun to sing along with. Uh, you know, she's probably missed the the boat when it comes to like you know s- summer song or whatever you want to you want to call it. But I still think that that would be an excellent option from this album. I think that that's what you know, a lot of people could not necessarily relate to, but like they can just attach themselves to because it's mm. just a very easy and fun song to kind of bop with. Mm, totally. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. And it's it's so funny because like it seems like we've had that song for years now because <laughs> yeah. we got it so long ago. It's really only been about like, I don't know, a month and a half or two months now. But yeah, I could definitely see. I, I mean, I think that could easily be a a successful single at least totally. sure yeah. even on top 40 i think it it, it could work you know unfortunately mm-hmm. she's not really the top 40 artist anymore just because the landscape has changed in I terms know. of like i feel like half of it is like rap these days which is fine yeah. that's just it is what it is every you know it's right. it it's constantly changing but unfortunately her main demo is not the you know 18 to 24 year olds or right. even so it's it's really hard to gauge what would work best, especially right. different formats. Like we had fans coming to us being like, why don't I hear Kelly on the radio? I'm like, well, you're probably listening to the, the wrong format. Totally. If you're listening to like a Z100 or a Kiss FM, like, right. you know, maybe they're not going to be playing, you know, mine, but right. I don't know. Yeah, and I I have a whole soapbox feeling about like top forty radio yes. and like how ageist and sexist yes. mixed with ageism I feel is going yes. on there. And I remember when Meaning of Life was out and Kelly was performing somewhere at like I don't even know if it was Z one hundred but like a radio show and she was performing and they like put the Twitter put a 
clip of Heat up and be like, oh, Kelly Clarkson's going to perform. This is going to be so great, XYZ. And she like tweeted them back being like, yeah, I'm cool enough to perform, but not cool enough to play in your station. Ooh. Yes. It and was it's the, like, it was the iHeartRadio Festival. And I good for her. Because yeah. I had the exact same thought. I, and yes. I realize this isn't a you know discussion of meaning of life, but Heat is a hit with no matter how you slice it. If Adele had sung that song, if that oh, was her yeah. single on 25 instead of uh, Send My Love to Your New Lover or whatever, it would have been gigantic. I I just I, the fact that that song did get that push and nothing happened. It's one of her best songs. That's like I you know I I hate you know it's like kind of comparing apples and oranges, but like you know if Taylor Swift released any of the songs on Chemistry, they yes. would be mm. you know in the top ten, or they would they would right. be all over. They'd, they'd be playing every every hour. Yes. So you bring up a very valid point, and it sucks. It, it really sucks. sucks. And, but I think it's also smart the way Atlantic has kind of promoted this album. It's like, let's get her on podcast. Let's get exactly, her, yeah. you know, putting out these new songs that can be, you know, on the Today's Top Hits once a week on Spotify yeah. and stuff. It's like, how do we do this without radio? And yeah. they had a really good first week debut. I don't know. I Not to get too, like, by the numbers and everything, because Kelly was talking about how she doesn't measure success in that way yeah. in her show. No, yeah. but I get it. But it was I was impressed with how well it did for someone who was like you know what we're not going to be relying on radio as our main yeah. form and Jeremy I feel like Jeremy has to talk here as our yeah. resident radio person because I'm like Jeremy we do love radio but Top 40 sucks <laughs> yeah and look I'm not I'm not in Top 40 radio so I can clown on them all I want um, <laughs> but I mean you're right and you know that is an issue with Top 40 radio with the ageism and the sexism absolutely it's something that's not talked about in our formats, but it's, it's certainly there. And, you know, a lot of people were kind of scratching their head. They're like, you know, why, why are they working mine to hot AC and AC radio? And it's like, you want to be like, well, you know, they're trying, you know, they're trying something a little different, but the truth is, is like, that's where her audience is now. Right. You know, her, her audience, all of us who were 20 somethings or teenagers when she won idol and we have grown up with her, we're all in our like late thirties and forties now, right. and we're listening to hot AC radio and top and, and AC radio because that's the ages we are. It just, I mean, yes, sure, a lot of people still listen to top four. I still listen to top forty radio, and I'm in my forties. And you will but, get some younger fans, but the general yes, yes. masses yes. is not going to be that. Yeah, it's just this is the strategy they, they decided to take, and and yeah. you know the fans are going to be the ones who like fight over you know sales numbers and why isn't she getting enough spins and you know why isn't this station playing it why isn't that station she obviously doesn't care mm-hmm. all she and, and you know she said in an interview and you know we we asked her in our interview what is success for you what is success for you for this album she's like i survived this album yeah. that was success for me i got to put out this album all these years later and now it's not haunting me and mm-hmm. so that's all she needs. She didn't need it to sell 100,000 copies in the first week. Would it have been great? Yeah. But honestly, it would have been the fans bragging, not Kelly. So yeah. the, I think the fans are, are happy with, with how it ended. And, and quite honestly, and even Pam and I, since you know we haven't recorded for a few weeks, we haven't even really got a chance to talk about this. But the fact that she did almost exclusively the podcast circuit – for the promotion of this album, and she still sold the most physical copies of any album right. in the first week. She sold the most vinyl of any artist in in the first week. That's impressive. I mean, and no that shows, music videos. Yeah, no, no music videos. videos. No music no. videos. Just the concert. Just, just some YouTube videos thrown yeah. out there. I mean, 
I feel like I don't want to say it's like the blueprint because, you know, there's going to be other artists who just who fit in different arenas. But this is an interesting way that they went about promoting this album and it seemed to have worked. Right. So I don't really see any fault of it here. Well, I also think they probably assume like Kelly, her personality and her relatability is the selling point. Yes. Yeah. Or a yeah. huge selling point. I mean, her TV show is so successful and people love her so much. Like mm-hmm. just see, seeing her sit down and talk with people, why not use that to promote the album? Those skills to right. promote yeah. the album. Yeah. And it's interesting because she, for Meeting a Life, um, she the talk show didn't exist yet. She still had not been on The Voice yet. Which oh, is wow. crazy to imagine. That is wild. It's wild. The Christmas album was different. Obviously, they weren't doing as much promotion there. And then, like, the Kellyoke EP, they didn't promote at all. It was kind of just, like, a little fun project to do in the meantime. But this was the first time that she had really had the leverage. Because, like, I don't know. A lot of us thought that, like, you know, the Breakaway era was going to be, like, the, the most coverage Kelly was going to be getting. Mm-hmm. And then enter talk show. She is in everyone's households every day. And then enter The Voice. Same thing. And it really kind of reintroduced the world, or America at least, to Kelly, but really introduced them to her personality. So I think mm-hmm. you, got, you bring up a really good point that her personality is such a selling point because it's so yeah. lovable. Right. And that's the doubt. The really sort of the, the unfortunate thing was that with the writer strike, she didn't get to really take advantage of her talk show to help. She wouldn't have sell. Well, no, and she wouldn't. I mean, she wouldn't have gone on there and be like, "Here's my new CD. It's under all your chairs." Um, <laughs> you know, it. I, I think she would because they did say that they planned on singing some of the songs on the talk show. Sure. And so it's unfortunate that they didn't get a chance to do that. But again, even without that, she did very very well for. Great running out the gate with the new album. So I I still think, you know, what they did with how they had to pivot was fantastic. Yeah. I agree. I have a dream of when the writer's strike is over and the Kelly Clarkson show is back on. It's just one at one day where she doesn't film a new episode and just plays an hour-long cut of the Belasco show. Like, that is my <laughs> oh, yes, dream. Oh, yes, uh, Everyone could just see what we saw. Like, the fact that she sounds better than she's ever sounded. These songs are so exceptional. Like, everyone who watches her on daytime should see her in this element because yeah. that's how we all fell in love with her. I want yeah. people to see the transcendence that was Skip This Part Absolutely. Live. <laughs> One of the greatest, like, live I will never forget at the end of the song after the four or five times that we heard it. (laughs) Um, Matt Palmer just turning to me and screaming, that was incredible. (laughs) And I was like, I know. It was was phenomenal. I I, I will never forget. And I, this is, might sound crazy of me. I kind of want when they finally release that skip this part footage, which like they need to, (laughs) I need to see it. Like um, I kind of, would love like a little edit of the like her having to start over again yes. and getting emotional uh, yeah. like, right. because people would be able to relate to that and I feel like that would hook people in uh, to watching like the full song and being like oh wait she's crying wait they have to start again yeah. what is this let me listen and watch the whole thing I agree yeah. and like keeping in some of the commentary as well because it was interesting uh. we when you know after we ended up um the day after the show we were able to go back to the Belasco and we actually interviewed some of the band members and we were talking with some of them about like do you know what this is for and like they were they were like we don't really know why that was being filmed and i don't know if they really did or if they knew or not but 
I know when the writer strike happened, they really had a pivot, mm-hmm. and that's why they put out all those videos on YouTube. That was not supposed to happen. Oh, that was okay. not part of their promo plan. But they like mm-hmm. we had spoken to Jason, her music director, and like he had to edit the audio for was it Favorite Kind of High? Was that the first one that came out? Yeah, I think? Thank yeah. You. He had him and uh, Lester, who was her uh, drummer, they had to edit the audio for that in like two or three days and like get it up. And that was not part of the promo. So I don't know what the, we don't really know what the plans are. No. And then there's also Kelly threw out the word documentary recently in some, one of her like Facebook lives. And I'm like, what? Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I, but I'm with you guys. I want this footage. I want the world to see it. They should. Yeah, and we when going off with Pam said about uh, getting to talk with the band the day after, uh, we have an interview uh, that'll be out with Jesse Collins, her background singer, and she had a really good insight, especially during skip this part, where she was talking about how just how intimate that show and those moments were because she's like, you guys in the crowd could hear us talking on stage. We could hear the crowd, and especially, she said, the way that the, the stage was lit, she could see she, Jesse, and she, Kelly, they could all see the front row very, very well. And she said wow. the looks on people's faces when these emotional moments were happening, she was like, it was freaking us out <laughs> because people were feeling it. Like they, She's like, they were grabbing their chest, and you could see it in their eyes. She's like, it was an overwhelming moment. And I think that... In addition to Kelly, you know, not figuring the 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 gravity of coming out and singing a cappella to start with, mm-hmm. on top of just the overall emotional material that they were singing to begin with, never mind the fact that they started the show with the four most heartbreaking songs of the album. <laughs> all of that just made for incredibly emotional moments to where, you know, there was a point where Jesse and Kelly couldn't look at each other or they were going to absolutely break down in tears. And so there was a lot more going on like emotionally on that stage, I think that a lot of people maybe even realized. Oh yeah. And I feel like that sort of the having to start over again and having it be a, a a more intimate beginning that we had with the song is what made the final moment of the song where the band goes crazy. So cathartic and surprising and exciting. And I, I was just not expecting it at all. And so I think those moments in the beginning of that performance really is what made the ending so impactful for me. Agree. Oh. Yeah, it's, I, I can't I mean, wait to we, watch it again. I, just, you might have seen us talking about skip the skip that we are skip this part stands till the end of time. Me like, too. It is like, a yeah. brilliant. I've had it on loop since the album came out. Yes. Like I can't stop listening to it. And it's like a, I remember in your uh, podcast after the album came out, Jeremy. I believe you said it's the longest song on the album, which yeah. is which blew I didn't my mind that at all. because yeah. it's the song on the album where I'm just like, why is this so short? I want it <laughs> yeah. to be right. longer. You know? Oh yeah. I it's want that like, to be like a seven, eight minute like oh, opus. Give it Just to me. stretch it, is it out. The perfect opening track as well. It is like I want to. I know I, I kind of want to do like a call to action on on our socials. Like, what do you think is the best track one? <laughs> this by far is definitely the best track one. I'm sorry, I agree. absolutely. I agree with you it all. was because it really sounded like it was going to be like really just introducing. Because this is a, you know, Kelly has said it, it is a concept album. This re- Skip This Part really kind of introduced everyone and kind of set the tone for, like, you're going to experience a legit roller coaster and it's going to, a lot of emotions are going to happen, but, like, you know, strap in for it. But 
It is so good. It's like probably my top three. I oh. uh, I went to her album signing at Barnes and Noble like a week or two ago, and mm-hmm. I told her I was like, I'm really sorry, but like this song relates to me so much right now. She's like, Oh my god, I hope you're okay. I'm like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm good right now because I'm talking to you, Kelly. Exactly. It's just so good, and I'm like, it's thank great. you so much for like writing it and putting right. it out. Like yeah. the world needed it. It's my top on the album, and in my top five Kelly songs. <gasps> it's up there, right? For me. Like. Right away, like oh, yeah, which is you, crazy because it's you, so new. I was gonna say, are you, do you guys feel like you're able to really gauge your favorites right now? Because I think for me, like I took one of those quizzes that was like rank your favorite chemistry songs, and I'm like, I feel like I, I got to change it already. But I feel like it's so hard because it's they're just they're so fresh. I don't I don't right. know. I I think my the ones I really really love and the ones that like I'm okay on like they're not my favorites are probably gonna stay but I can see things in the middle (laughs) moving around Mm. Uh, so I would say skip this part and red flag collector are like near the top for me too but it's like I'll need another year or two before I listen to skip this part and then sober back to back and make a decision (laughs) you know because I just don't know (laughs) how one could do that. That is a hot take. It's just because I mean, sober is just. Do you know what you just? I know. I'm sorry. (laughs) No, 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 no. Do not apologize. That's like, whoa! I didn't think about that. It's just like you have to. Whoa! When you, I feel like when I've loved a song like sober for so long, it's like the nostalgia is on top of it, and like how long you've had with it. So it almost isn't fair for me to compare any song to that one for me right now. But at some point, it'll make sense. Yeah, no, for sure. You, you do you. (laughs) Twenty years from now, we'll check in. Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) I feel like when I'm on that like emotional tipping point, and I play skip this part, and it's like, oh, you're not there yet. Oh, how about sober next? How about how you now? How you now? Throw in some maybe, throw in some Irvine, oh, throw in some tight piece by piece right piece there. Piece by oh. piece. You ready yeah. for just a good cry session. Exactly. Yep. <laughs> yeah, give me a good Beautiful Disaster live version. The live, throw that yes, in there. the live it's version. Thrilling. Oh, this live is Beautiful one. Disaster. <laughs> I've heard that so many times. You sound just life. like her. <laughs> on, the, on the podcast, I'll sometimes just chirp in and randomly with just, this is Beautiful Disaster. <laughs> I love that. Because you always know when you hear that, something good's coming up. Absolutely. That's right. Because, like, are you, like, do you feel like you can, like, rank these right now? Like, rank the albums? I I know it's near the top. (laughs) I know it's near the top. I think walking into this album, I would say Stronger is my number one Kelly album. I just think it's so consistent top to bottom, even if, like, you know, the Breakaway single, like everything on Breakaway is so excellent. But something about like, I'm like on track 12 and I'm hearing Let Me Down. I'm like, why is this one of the best songs in the album? And I'm like three-fourths of the way through it. Should have been mm-hmm. a single. Absolutely. Same. Uh, so I think Chemistry and Stronger will be fighting it out for me album-wise. do you Are you guys ready to make any pronouncements there or do you need more time? Well, I don't want to pressure anybody. I don't know. I hate to be that person, but... Uh, I don't know if anything will ever top the Breakaway album for me. And I really hate saying that because, like, I mean, it's really, like, comparing, like, you you can't compare it because they're yeah. so different. But I don't know. I feel like Breakaway, first of all, banger after banger after banger. But it also, it's the album that made me fall in love with her. Right. It came at such a pivotal time for me. And it's my favorite sound. But then, like, you get chemistry where there is not one sound. It's everything. So I don't know. I will say... At the moment, it might be top three because That's all fair. I ever wanted and that I'm not mm. sure how I want to rank the two of them. Breakaway, I think, will just always be number one. And I'm like, That's fair. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, wa- I, I don't want to be that person that's like, nothing will ever beat it. But I am, I'm open-minded, but I don't know. I mean, I it, it, know. it was such a 
part of history. Yes. Breakaway. Yeah. I feel like Absolutely it's her not. best. I, I think you've said this before. You think Stronger is her best album, but Breakaway is her best era. Right. Just because it was such Ooh, a moment in yeah. time. It reflects that time. And I, I was in early high school when Breakaway came out. And so it, I think just even that, looking at the album cover, right. I, I'm just brought back to a certain time. Right. And it was just so exciting. It's like so, you, you watch the music videos. You like the single choices are perfect. The videos are great. All of the artwork is great. The live performances. Are, I remember her being on like AOL sessions or yes, whatever it was. Yes. And it's like seeing yeah. her face off. And so I get it. I completely I would never say a bad word about Breakaway because sometimes <laughs> there's a reason why it's a giant album. Like sometimes yeah. it's like there's the content to back it up and Breakaway as well. Yes. But you know what? Again, like we've only had the album for a few weeks. So yes. like give, give me time. Like yes. I don't know. I don't know. What about what about you two? Um, I would say absolutely chemistry is oh. in <laughs> I would say absolutely after like, all I, that. <laughs> I'm digging all of it. Like I I'm so down for chemistry. I think I think because of what I said, breakaway just was such a moment in time, it could maybe still be my number one, but chemistry yeah. still has those like personal elements to it that and, and it, it's so it's such a roller coaster in terms of like sonically. Yeah. You know? And the vocals. It's her best vocals. It is her best sung album hands like hands, hands down. down the fact that she dares to sound better and better every year is just i will always blow my mind and i don't get it yeah. aren't you tired you <laughs> sing every day she has 35 jobs show. you are not getting any sleep you are raising children you are heartbroken you're moving to new york city how do you still sound Sounds so, so incredible how do you sound better than you've ever sounded before Shopping. How? I don't get she's, it. She's not human. No. no. Yeah. She's doing her own she's thing. Not. It's effortless. No. If it, th- When I listen to all of chemistry, it, she makes it sound so easy. And I'm like, oh, I could sing Skip This Part as well as she does. <laughs> and then I try to sa- like sing it anywhere near decent. And I'm like, oh, no, I can't. Like, I, this is impossible. How is she doing this so flawlessly? On her own plane of existence. I don't get it. It's yeah. infuriating. Number 194, my ass. <laughs> I know. Rolling Stone list. <laughs> Ridiculous. Mm-mm-mm. Jeremy, are you ready to make any album? Uh, <laughs> Not to put you on the spot. I mean, there's there's like there's two different sides of me. I mean, there's the like the analytical side and then there's the emotional side. Because yes, Breakaway is the album that made her a bona fide superstar. It's sold more than any other album that she's put out by a long shot. Uh no pun intended. Uh and there's just I mean, there's hardly a bad song on that album and for me i think if i absolutely were forced to pick i would say chemistry would probably come in number three for me right now uh behind breakaway and stronger uh stronger for me is is kind of my number one but it's like breakaway is like one a you know it's i mean it's so hard to to separate the two i'll give you this for for chemistry though every time i've ever listened to a new kelly album i've always landed on a song where i'm like Nah, okay, okay, yeah, I get what I, I get what they were trying to do there, but okay, next song. I didn't get that at all with chemistry, and I don't know if it was I had a different emotional state because I heard these songs live first, or right. you know because of you know this is the first you know full length new album with you know being a co host of a podcast, so I'm thinking about it differently. I don't know what it was, but every other album. I can say like, okay, yeah, there's a couple of skips on this album. You know, we talk a lot about Meaning of Life, how Meaning of Life is very much a side A and a side B album. 
It's like I'm very much side A on Meaning of Life. Not to say that I don't like the other half of the album, but it's like if I scratched up my side B accidentally on my vinyl, I wouldn't lose any sleep over it because I'm because I'm because I'm still getting all the good stuff on side A. You know, no sh- no shade to Meaning of Life. I love that record. I love those songs. Uh, but there's just something about this chemistry album that for me, even still, there are no skips. And I was saying, you know, okay, you know, there's some songs that are like when all of us were having to, you know, rank our songs, something has to be at the bottom of the list. Exactly. That doesn't mean it's a bad song. It's just, there has to be a number 14 on the list. There has to be a 13, but that doesn't necessarily mean that when that song comes on, I'm still not turning up the volume, you know? So this has been a very interesting album to sort of, digest because i'm waiting this sounds so weird to say i'm waiting to hate one of the songs and it's not happening like i i and i don't know if i'm just trying too hard or if i can just you know realize that there's not a bad song on this album again what you said it is also interesting listening to albums when you have a podcast right (laughs) like when you have when because now you're thinking about songs in more such more detail like what can i say like how much do you think about the energy and effort that was put into every single tiny moment in terms of lyrics and melody and production and vocals and and promotion yeah i never i never paid that close attention to the anatomy of a song until the last couple years and i'm like oh i have to and but it's a good practice so like jeremy and i will, will always talk like you know I Jeremy loves lyrics. I obviously love lyrics, but I I gravitate more towards like the melody and the feeling mm-hmm. of a song first. So, but it's cool when you're putting on a pair of headphones and you listen sometimes solely for lyrics. Then you listen again. You listen solely for mm-hmm. how she sings it, or then solely for like the beat. It's a cool practice that like I never did until I yeah, started. We this. do. Um, yeah, we have a Patreon, and our patrons can request like album reviews from us and everything. And so. The, yeah. My process that I always do is I always listen to the album knowing nothing about it first, just like what's my initial reaction. And then after I listen to it for the first time, then I do the research, like what were the singles off of this album? What was the promotion like? What was the how was it received? All that kind of stuff. Uh, and then I listen to it again with the lyrics in front of me following along. So it's it's interesting how having something like this, everyone kind of has their own process of how they how they consume something yeah and it was really tough for for me being a lyrics guy because um and this is not a flex or anything but we were sent the album early from atlantic but we were given it um as like a a, an app Mm. that we had to listen to and so there were no lyrics whatsoever provided to us and so we had to sort of absorb the album as just by listening to it and it was driving me crazy because one of my favorite things to do is when I get a new album, I love to sit down. This was and, literally what we oh, got. Yeah. Yeah. Just a random, yeah, app, just a official. random yeah. app. Yeah. It, yeah. It's has, nothing. So there were no has, lyrics whatsoever. Yeah. Has, thing at the yeah. It's the big scary thing that says, <laughs> do not share this. Um, but it was because I love to sit down with, you know, with my booklet and follow along the lyrics on a pass through the album and really absorb it. And I wasn't able to do that this time. So I kind of listened to the album in a completely different way. And I, I want to say it probably actually helped my appreciation for the album. It was also nice to have yes. the Belasco show to sort of call back on some of the emotions and be like, okay, you know, high roads coming next. I remember enjoying that song. I know that I'm going to like what's about to happen. 
that helped out a lot as well. So maybe that's what artists need to do. They need to go out. They need to do one private show where they perform their entire new album ahead of time, put some fans in the audience, and then that'll change how people yeah, see your record. And it's exciting for the the fans, too. And I think that's why I'm so immediate to be like, oh, chemistry is in the top, like, two or three for me for Kelly albums because I have the history behind yeah. it. I have, like, that personal history behind it. It's like I saw this song yes. performed for the first time live. Right. Like, I was a part of that. And she was giving... Yes. Yeah, we feels you like were we there. were there. And she was giving us such context without going into too much detail. But, like, the storyteller aspect of that show was one of my favorite parts. It was like, okay, now let me talk about the yeah. feeling yeah. I was feeling making this. Mm. It just was exciting. And I love, didn't she say about um, my mistake during the show, she was just like, oh, I personally didn't even think this needed to be on the record, but the, <laughs> the record label was just like, no, you need to put right. it on. Whoever, yeah. That's right. I, that's right. I forgot. Was, it was like was the an label or person, producer. Someone was like, oh, I think it was, it was, it like was Craig. Oh. It was a Craig. It was Craig. It was Craig, the I, head well, of the I'm, label. I'm with Craig because yeah. I feel like melodically... Yeah, it's, it's one of my it's favorite so songs. Cool. So I'm glad it, I'm hearing it. It would be sad if we didn't. But, you know, in the in the Kelly fandom, there is, you know, a couple of sort of legendary performances that she's done. One of the ones we always talk about is her Troubadour performance uh, when she was just about to release the Stronger album. And I really do think that the Belasco show is going to go down as one of the definitely top five, maybe even a top three most legendary Kelly performance for so many different reasons. And, you know, we often have said on our on our show since the beginning, you know, oh man, I really wish I was at that Troubadour show. It would have been amazing. Like there's just this this the the files that are out there and the video that's out there just makes it look like it's an incredible moment. And you know, it's such an intimate space. And now we've sort of had our Troubadour moment. I mean, because I think a lot of people are gonna be talking about this Belasco show for years and years to come. And I think it sort of just gives me this extra emotional connection mm -hmm. to this album that will stay with me for the rest of my life, the rest of her career. I will always look at that chemistry record and think I was there the very first time she sang these songs live. I have just a, a different emotional connection to this entire album. And I don't know if, if that's always going to sort of shape how I feel about it mm. differently or, you know, for better, or I can't see, can't see it being worse, but definitely for the better, there's always going to be something that emotionally attaches me a little stronger to this particular album solely because we were all there at that show. Exactly. And also, I don't know of any other shows that she's really performed like an entire album. She's done like yeah. a lot of songs, but mm -hmm. an entire album, I, it, I don't. Even during the thankful hour, when she only yeah. had 12 no, songs, right. I don't even think she even did that. No, homegirl went out there and did like six <laughs> covers. Right. It's like a a fan's so it's dream. Specialty. It's like what you'd want to do is like, yes. gosh, I, yeah. I've thought that so many times listening to albums. Like if I could hear this all in full and we really got to, it. And I don't know. It just came out of nowhere. It felt like such a quick thing that was happening. It's like, hey, want to come it next was. week? And I was like, yes, we do want to come. And it was the best choice I've made this year musically as going to that show. I'm so happy we're there. And yes. it was such a small venue. Because she's usually plays right. like big, big theaters or arenas. And like this was like a thousand people, oh, if that. Yeah. That's great. Now, I have to ask, have have either of you, was that your first time seeing Kelly or have you seen I've her I've never prior? seen her I think live. That was also yeah. my first time <gasps> seeing Kelly perform. I know. Wow. Oh my God, that's so exciting. 
That's so cool. But also, what an interesting way to first hear. You're like, no. I don't know any of these songs. I literally know Mind Me and then yeah. Since You Be Gone. It's interesting. My, my first interaction with Kelly was wow. her crying. <laughs> right. <laughs> and her being like, wait, wait, we have to start. That checks out. Checks out. Right. You're like, damn, is this how they all start? It's like, nice way to meet you. Thank right. you. Well, yeah. Nice way yeah. to meet you. Oh, that's so cool. What a unique, because we, we spoke with a couple of... Um, people uh, mm-hmm. some other people as well and they had the exact same experience and i'm like what a really cool way right. and like what a cool show not just like a, r- a random like tour stop so i'm so happy you guys were able to experience that and to experience kelly live it's it's un- I like anything else i need yeah. to like see anything her. else at all okay so now that now that i know that that was your first show what was it like for you as people who know her career to see songs like since you've been gone and miss independent performed Live in person for the first time. (laughs) (laughs) I reminded you of your youth. It reminded me of my youth, and I was with a bunch of a bunch of other gays my age, just rocking out since she's been gone. This, this you were a teenager right. again. This is great. And it, it is that. weird, honestly, that I had not seen her life before because I followed her career so closely, it feels like. I'm like, oh, I'm having a weird day. I'm going to go watch her perform Up to the Mountain on that like Idol Gives Back special. Like, I'm really getting in the <laughs> yes. weeds with her. So the fact that this is my first time seeing her yeah. is a little weird, but I was just so I was just so happy for her. I was so happy that the new music was as good as it was. Yeah. Because there was always like, you know, yeah. it's Kelly. She always is going to put out something excellent. But like, this is as good as I could have dreamed it was going to be. And so I was just on such a high by the time she yeah. had she'd been gone. Like she could have like not sung a note, pointed just to the crowd and be like, this is great. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect performance. Yeah. And, yeah. and she yeah. sounded unreal. Unbelievable. I don't, I can't emphasize yeah. that enough. <laughs> like how? I don't get it. Yeah. I, I've always been that person and Jeremy, I can always agree that like she's, you know, her stuff, that she's put out has been always obviously incredible but there is something different about her live performance that was not always translated on the albums Mm -hmm. that always aggravated me a bit and I think like over the last couple uh, albums especially like Media Life and When Christmas Comes Around Kelly Oki and obviously Chemistry um, they've done a really great job of really capturing her authentic raw voice I completely agree with you because as great as obviously everything on Breakaway is there are times where it's like they kind of make, I don't know if it's the EQ or what, but it's like you're making her voice seem smaller than it is. Or oh, like yeah. More. yeah. She has said she can't listen to some of her older stuff. Oh, really? For that reason? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Because, but now. Yeah, and, and I will say, I've I've seen, you know, both of those uh, encore songs. I've seen them performed dozens of times. That was my favorite Since You've Been Gone ever. Wow. I mean, that, that performance was next level. And we... Again, we talked with members of the band, and they told us a little bit about how they were feeling about the encore songs. And I think it was Jason was saying that he said the 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 guys, or maybe it was, maybe it was Robert the mixer, but they were saying how they were having trouble hearing and being able to actually properly mix the song in house because it was so loud. Wow. They said the the crowd absolutely erupted, and they hadn't seen anything like that before. And so those two songs at the end, which were great for people who uh, had maybe never either seen her live or uh, I I know we were standing near some people who I don't think really understood what the night was for. Mm. And so they were expecting the hits all night. And so it was a cool moment. That's another story. That's a whole other story. Uh, That was a, you know, that was a moment for them as well. But like it was just 
it was like I have never seen before. I mean, the energy in that room and the energy when those songs went off was just something incredible. And we really haven't even talked about, you know, the the encore songs from the Belasco all that much. But, I mean, it was literally my favorite since you've been gone ever because it just felt like we were all jumping and dancing and singing as one in that crowd. And we were just feeding 10 times the energy back at the stage. It was it was something special. And it's like, these are my people. I felt yeah. that. And am I crazy or was Sheila E. on stage still for the encore? Yes. Like oh, she yeah. was rocking that out was, for that, since she'd been gone too. Like that was so yeah. fun. And we had, felt, we had found out afterwards that she wasn't like asked to stay on stage. Of course they were like, of course, but she was only supposed to do That's Right wow. and then leave. But she yep. was like, no, I'm staying for the last two songs. So that was mm-hmm. like not planned, not asked. Well, she loves Breakaway all- Era too. Exactly. I'm yeah, sure. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was all ad-libbed. That was just a jam session. Yeah. I mean, that was not rehearsed or anything. So that was, again, made it even more so a moment in time yeah. that just, I'm so glad that I got to see. And I really hope that they put out when they do hopefully put out the rest of the, the show, that they include those songs because people need to see those performances. Yes, absolutely. Now, I have a question for the two of you, Matt. Matt's, yes. Matt squared. <laughs> Matt squared. So you had told, I can't remember if this was actually part of the recording or if we spoke about this right at the beginning when we signed on, mm-hmm. but the two of you did not listen to all of the pre-release songs before Chemistry came out. Mm-hmm. How, okay, first of all, how do you have so much control? And number two, what was that like for you to really have a brand new album minus two or three songs? I mean, it was great. It's great. <laughs> it it's felt great. like we we were very big champions of when Christmas comes around. But as lovely as it was, it was a Christmas record, and it was right. time to get like the serious, serious. Yes. <laughs> I mean, Christmas is serious, Chris, right? Especially Christmas. to Matt Palmer. Absolutely, it is. Uh, the but- Mariah fan. <laughs> But I, I I think it was just important that we, when we first heard it, that we heard it in its entirety and like we're doing the video of us reacting to the album and we, I, I'm a terrible actor. So if I was, if I knew the song, I'd be like, oh yeah, <laughs> like this I've never heard before. So it wouldn't be believable. But the fact, it was almost overwhelming to hear it all at yeah. once like that because I'm, as we're listening to the album, I'm like singing lines that I didn't even realize I remembered from the show. Yeah. And then I'm, I'm also, so I, I feel late to the game for how excited I am about Red Flag Collector since people had it like weeks before the album came out but i'm like yeah. hey this song's really good and they're like yeah we know <laughs> i could have told you that two weeks ago but uh it was it was nice and it, it just as much as like we when we do those live album reactions we stay up so late editing it where i'm almost like i need a break from this album not with chemistry the next day i was like all right let's start over let's hear it all yeah, in full. I, I think the self-control came from knowing oh we have a job to do <laughs> like like we have to because we we yeah. listen to albums live like on live stream and everything so so we have to not only do we have to like listen to an album and like take it in and everything but we have to put on a show as we do it so oh, yeah. if it's something that we've listened to a bunch of times already like how much can we possibly give people <laughs> right so <laughs> you that know? was really smart of you guys so. that was because like I had no self control whatsoever <laughs> but also it was weird because I feel like I don't know, we got, what, five or six songs before the album drop? That's almost mm-hmm. half the album. Yeah. Like, It kind of feels like those are its own little EP. I know. It's a weird mm-hmm. thing, and I don't really know how to comprehend that's it. That's something but... that I always feel whenever an album comes out. It's like if like three singles have already come out like yeah. before the whole album comes out, it's like I don't necessarily even think of them as part of the album at points mm. because they yeah. were are on their own 
sort of. And so I have to keep remembering like, oh no, like these songs are a part of this album as a whole, you know? I'm glad I'm not the only one who feels that way. I've never felt that before yeah. until now. And I'm like, is... Well, and that's what I told Pam when, <laughs> when I first got my copy of the album when we were first sent it to us. I listened to the songs that hadn't been released first. I listened yeah. to all of those. And then I went back and listened to the album as a whole project because I just, I didn't want to sort of relive what I've already been reliving yes. over the last couple of weeks. I needed to hear, you know, the new stuff. Let me digest that for a second. And then right. I will listen to it as a whole. And it was a, you know, an interesting experience to, to do it that way. Right. I, I would do exactly that if we were not like reacting to something. I'm like, oh, I've heard all the singles. Let me skip them and go to the yeah. new songs. I'm so excited to hear the new stuff. But yeah, it does. It takes a couple of weeks for me to think of it all as one yeah. body of work as yep. well when you yeah. do it like that. It takes like a whole year for me. Oh, I wow. Feel, <laughs> like, like, like I remember like when Taylor Swift 1989 era happens and everything. It took me like a solid year and a half until I like realized like, oh, no, like Shake It Off is a part of the album. <laughs> yeah, and, like, It's not its own thing. <laughs> no, yeah. not its own thing. Yeah. That's, oh my gosh. I, this is like kind of an aside, but like, I give you guys so much, so much credit for doing like live reactions because it is so, it's really intimate if you think about it because like you don't know how you're going to be reacting. So I if know. you're just yeah. like, I'm not even just Kelly, just in general, you're like, what if this sucks? Have you, <laughs> I know. Oh, have you That's had an instance with that in the past? Well, I think we are more scared that the song, like whenever for any artist that we're listening to, we, I think we're more scared, not that the song will suck, because if the song sucks, we're then we're, we have something to talk about. <laughs> yeah. Like if the song is just kind of nothing, yeah. like if it's kind of just like, oh, this is fine, but not amazing or terrible, then what are we, what do we have to talk about? Right. You yeah. know, I think that's more the fear for us. Yeah. Like. You know, because yeah. if a song's like really bad, like we'll be like, that was really bad. <laughs> <laughs> and then like the, the fans and the comments get really mad. That's when we get a lot of down votes. A lot yeah. of thumbs down. When I, you know, but you I know. appreciate you guys being honest because a lot of people I'm sure really, you know, other people in the space really like amp it up to be like, just put on this whole show. It's like, it's really nice and refreshing when people are authentic. Right. And it's like I'd rather be authentic yeah. in a way that's not like disrespectful of, of the creator yeah. than be like everything's amazing because then it's like I, I don't know if that like, what what am I telling you? Yeah. Like, everything is the best thing in the world. Like this is absolutely going to be a hit. Like it's just like oh no if it, if it's fine it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. It, and that's and there's okay. nothing wrong with fine. Yeah. We're not always doing our best in any part of life like as your job like no yes. one's always like oh this was the best you've ever done it see you tomorrow like that's <laughs> yeah. okay yeah. <laughs> see you tomorrow. well well since we are a kelly clarkson podcast um and i know you guys live in the music space and you primarily uh react to music if i could ever throw like a special edition and maybe i need to throw this in the patreon or something for you guys but if, <laughs> yeah. if we could get a reaction episode to the 2003 classic film from oh. Justin to Kelly. <laughs> oh, if, I would love yes. to. If we yes. could get a reaction video to that, I, I would, would watch the hell out of that. I will have the I'll have the video of the movie up on a on yes. an iPad. We and did I'll have this. y'all up on the screen, did like you? on the TV. We did it. It was chaotic. But yeah. it was hard though, because we have seen the movie so way too many times than I'd like to admit. More times than we should admit, yeah. Way more. But if you guys haven't seen it yet, like that would be the perfect thing for you guys to do. 
I think I've only seen it once a long time ago. And I remember thinking, A, this is not as bad as Kelly says it is. She's always talking about how awful it is. I was like, it's fun. And B, she can dance, actually. It was like before Pink, like, did her transition to pop rock. It's like she was dancing at, like, Janet Jackson tributes. It's like, Kelly, you're moving very well for someone who's not a dancer. And the music (laughs) slaps. The music is so good. I'm sorry. It's so good. Let's not forget Wish Upon a Star or whatever that song (laughs) is. Well, okay, minus that one. Minus that one. One of them, I think I that is that. like the most upsetting sounding song <laughs> I've ever heard in my entire life. Like, it really do, is. It's like, we're, on a, we're on a Kelly Clarkson podcast. She doesn't song. sing it. She oh, doesn't she doesn't sing, sing it. it. Okay, I don't know her song. No. It's, it's like, let's take a song and like have the production be insane, but then also take <laughs> the girl's vocals and, and like auto-tune them into a different key than what's happening in the production. Like, uh, But like truly fascinating. I YouTube that song all the time and watch it on loop just because I'm so fascinated so by that bad. number. Everything else it's, is great. It's insane. I need it's to insane. re-listen to that. But yeah, no, we do like talk about like movies and television stuff and we do like movie reviews and stuff uh, well, on our but channel wait, as but, well. But so. the fact that you but know I, I, I Wish Upon a Star, does that mean yeah. you've seen the movie a good amount of times? I've seen the movie in, uh, all together twice. I've okay. watched Wish Upon a Star Many. <laughs> we, like I said, we've been talking about this for two minutes, and I already, w- I am demanding a full Time. hour and a half, two gay mats reacted from Justin to Kelly, beat to beat, like start to finish. I. It's in the queue. Oh yes. my gosh. Oh, I will oh be the gosh. first one in line to to sit in to watch that because oh my gosh. That would be hilarious. I mean, it's cinema. It's cinema. And it the, is And cinema. I always get excited when we get a movie review because the premise of Two Gay Mats is like he's the pop music mat and I am the movie slash musical theater mat. Yes. And so whenever we get a movie, I'm always excited. I mean, we're watching Babylon at some point, so you should I be know. very excited. I, yeah. I am I'm, nervous. Yeah, we got a, we got a patron uh, request for Babylon because I thought Babylon was the best movie of 2022 and maybe my favorite movie of the 2020s and he's scared to watch it because <laughs> you, he know he because of what you told me about how it. crazy it is. I admittedly <laughs> have so no excited. idea what you're even talking about so i oh it's it's a movie that involves i think an elephant pooping on the camera is all i remember <laughs> within so, the first minute I'm sorry, what? <laughs> thank you yes that's what i said it's the new <laughs> damien chazelle movie came out uh, end of 2022 all right not on the top of my I list but i support you <laughs> exactly it's three, it's three hours of mayhem it's great oh my god no, no. i watched from justin kelly three times <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh. Well, guys, this has been so much fun. Oh, I'm yes. so glad we did this. Yes. Thank you so Thank much you. for thinking of this idea. I, uh, it, should, it should have happened a long time ago, and I'm so glad you, I know. you had thought of it. You guys are so lovely and so enjoyable to talk to and watch, and I am so excited for what you guys do in the future. Yeah. Yeah. No, and it's so great to like just chat with you guys. You guys are so knowledgeable, I and like I, I appreciate your dedication to this one person so much. <laughs> right? Because we we love her, but we know that you know more. Yeah, well, we love her very it's much. Just from a know. lot of years of just a lot of of just obsessing. I've been there. Yeah. Been there. I mean, is, exactly. And your podcast is just so great. Like I know. The people you think oh, to interview are just brilliant. And like, there's, I feel like there's a million great things about the chemistry era, but like the ascension of your podcast and how lovely you are, and that more people are listening than ever. I'm sure is one of the big pluses for me. Like, congratulations. Well, it's thank so you very much. That means a lot coming from you guys. We we respect the hell out of you guys, and uh, I want to echo Pam's sentiment from earlier when we were talking about how we all were in the the mine reaction video. I just remember, obviously the first time I'm going through the video, I'm looking for myself 
And then you guys pop up, and I'm like, who are these two? These guys, <laughs> these guys are fun. These guys are the Weird. people they were actually looking for. Yes. They just they got the rest of us, but you guys were the, they wanted a <laughs> bunch I? of people like y'all because you were fun in that video. We were. We're just over here being like, Oh yeah, I'm very serious about my reaction. Okay, you also, guys no one told me how you're supposed to be doing reaction videos. I didn't realize that you have to like kind of keep the volume in your headphones kind of down a little bit. Or maybe I don't know, maybe there's no sign. But the problem that I realized is that, like, when I watched it back, I was screaming. And I didn't mean to, but I couldn't hear myself over my headphones. And I really tried to. But that's what the people want. No, it was, like, annoying screaming. Um, (laughs) No, they want, when people tune into reaction videos, they they either want, they want two things. There are two camps for people when they look up reaction videos. They either want you to be screaming and, like, jumping up and down for every single moment. Or they want you to be completely silent and just, like... There are people who, in the comments of our reaction videos, some people are like, I love how you guys actually comment on each individual moment and like get excited and everything. And then there are some people who are just like, you you were talking yes, over everything. Like, please and stop like, talking. And it's like, what do you want us to do? <laughs> exactly. You want us to just sit there and right. you want to watch us silently watch? <laughs> That's the boring thing just to... Thank you. There are people who want it. Not going to lie. I, I think it. that was my first take of that of the mind video, which is me sitting there watching <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say a word. And that's <laughs> why you know there are people out there who would have loved and it. And that's yeah. why they used the mats more than they used you and I. That's right. That's yeah. fine. No, but you guys, you guys are the pros at this. So yeah. I was, you know, you guys are amazing. We were, but we were having so much fun, and they would cut straight to someone who was like really crying. I was like, oh, oh did God. we do this wrong? <laughs> like we might have been are we too excited. I did not cry. Also- I was excited. I was like. Right. Yeah. This is great. Yeah. Well, also, we had already heard the song uh, before, and we were just reacting to the first time to her live performance. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So other people, I think, were listening to yes. this actual for the actual song time. for the first time, so they were, like, crying at it exactly. and everything. Where I was like, we already had our crying moment. <laughs> exactly. Right now we're here for the live yes. vocal moment. Yes. Awesome. Well, thank you guys so much. This was so nice. We'll obviously have to do it again sometime. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Yeah, Thank you again. Thank you, you guys are great. You too. Pam, I got to say, they are so much fun. Yes. I, I I hope we run into them again down the road, whether it be uh, at some shows or maybe we do another collaborative episode or something. Yeah. I don't know. I would love that. I they I, I would love to actually like, hang out with them, like outside of outside of this. The they best. would be the best hang. They would be the best hang. So I, <laughs> if you guys haven't already, check out their YouTube page. They do a lot of reaction videos. They did one for the Chemistry album right when the album dropped. Um, as always, if you listen on the Spotify app, please consider leaving us a rating there. And same thing on the Apple Podcast app. If you listen there, please consider leaving us a rating and review. Helps other Kelly fans discover us. Um, We'll be back next week with a brand new episode. And uh, until then, we'll talk to you soon. Bye. See you guys. Thanks for listening to Miss Into Podcast. Miss Into Podcast was written and produced by Jeremy and Pam. Subscribe on your favorite podcast platform so you'll be the first to know when a new podcast is posted. Find us and continue the conversation at Miss Into Podcast on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Find more at missintopodcast.com.